Florida Medical Association, helping physicians practice medicine. Welcome to the Medicine Curated Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Stapleton, CEO of the Florida Medical Association. During the COVID pandemic, as many opportunities for live CME um, have been canceled, over 4,000 licensed physicians in Florida have participated in online or virtual CME programs provided by the Florida Medical Association. Most of these programs are free to FMA members, and we've been told by many physicians that this is one of the top benefits to being a member of the FMA. Um, in fact, we've had uh, more than uh, a few physicians tell us that uh, the CME programs provided by the FMA as a member benefit are really worth the price of dues uh, on their own. So joining us today is the person that's responsible for the FMA's CME programs, Melissa Carter, who's the Senior Vice President for Education and Member Services at the Florida Medical Association. Welcome, Melissa. Um, we're gonna start by having you uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, where you went to school, where you're from, uh, and what you did before joining the FMA and, and how long you've, you've been uh, on our team here at the, the FMA. All right, thanks, Tim, so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm really excited to talk about our, uh, our CME program. A lot of effort goes into it. It's a, it's a big team here that works on it, so this will be a great opportunity. So first, a little bit about me. Um, I am probably what you might call a Tallahassee lassie. I was born and raised in Tallahassee. I've been here a really long time. Um, in fact, my parents, my grandparents were all born in Tallahassee, so I have a lot of family here. Um, so uh, it's, it's great that um, the FMA's headquarters uh, is here in Tallahassee because um, I, I feel really lucky that, um, that I was able to, to find the FMA. I actually live probably only about two miles from the FMA's headquarter building, um, the headquarters office building uh, here in Tallahassee. Um, I can, on a good day, I can actually walk to the office. Um, if I want to, I usually don't do that in the summertime, but um, as we're getting on into fall, um, I, uh, I can st start thinking about doing that again. Um, but I did um, actually go away uh, to school for college. I went to a small school in uh, Memphis, Tennessee called Rhodes College and spent some time away traveling, you know, got my uh, undergraduate degree, but loved Tallahassee and decided to come back. Um, thought I might want to try uh, FSU uh, for a master's and I got my master's at, at FSU and um, was thinking about going on and, and getting a PhD, but I kind of ran out of money. So it was sort of time to you know, get to work. And I ended up at um, what is now the Florida Department of Health. It was actually working for the uh, licensing board for osteopathic physicians. So I worked for the Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine probably for about five years. And it was a great opportunity to kind of learn more about physicians and you know, kind of what they do and, and who they are. And, and, I, and while I really, I loved working with physicians, I wasn't crazy about sort of the bureaucracy of working for state government. And um, I actually heard about the job at the FMA through an attorney that I had worked with, um, Francie Plindle, who was no longer with the FMA, but she was here for quite some time. And she called and said, hey, there's this job open over here. I think you, you might like it. So I decided to apply for it. And um, I, I have never looked back. Um, I think this year I'm starting my 23rd year with the FMA. And uh, Tim, I think we're, we're kind of the wily veterans, um, you and me and a couple of others. So we all started, I think, in 1997. So 
uh, it's, it's been a, a great tenure at the FMA, and I, I really feel like I've kind of gotten the good end of this deal. Well, I, I, I would disagree. I think the FMA has gotten the better end of, of that deal. Can you give us a, a brief overview of the FMA CME programs in terms of the size, scope, uh, and, and activities? Um, you know, what do we have to offer uh, Florida physicians? Sure, Tim. So I think as we highlight the FMA CME program, it's a good idea to kind of keep in mind that what we're talking about are is really activities that are approved for AMA Category 1 credit. Um, this is probably one of the most familiar types of CME credit for physicians. Um, it's a national credit that's owned and trademarked by the American Medical Association. Um, and here in Florida, this is the primary type of credit that the Florida Board of Medicine accepts for license renewal. And it's also accepted by the Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine along with their AOA Category 1 credit. So in terms of uh, CME, the, the FMA kind of plays a dual role. Um, we're actually entrusted with the responsibility to accredit organizations in the state to offer certified CF CME. And I think more importantly for our discussion today, we're nationally accredited to offer our own activities for AMA Category 1 CME credit. And we offer a whole range of different types of activities. Um, we do live in-person classes and uh, conferences. We offer live virtual activities now that physicians can live stream from their own devices. And we also have a very robust online uh, set of internet, internet activities that physicians can read or view when it's most convenient for them. And in terms of our content, our, our educational offerings kind of run the gamut from typical clinical education to state-mandated topics like prevention of medical errors and controlled substance prescribing to more professional development type content like leadership training and physician wellness. So you, you touched on this um, briefly, but um, you know, it's likely that uh, in addition to the various uh, programs that the FMA offers, uh, the FMA also accredits uh, several hospitals and health systems in the state of Florida, the, the medical staff, uh, uh, continuing education programs at those hospitals, as well as several specialty societies. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's likely that if a physician is getting CME uh, through their hospital, um, it's likely that the FMA may have played a role in that as well. That's exactly correct, Tim. Uh the FMA actually accredits about 52 organizations here in the state of Florida. Probably about 80% of our providers are actually community-based hospitals. So hospitals, you know, all over the state of Florida. So uh, for the most part, if a, if a community hospital is offering uh, CME activities for physicians, it's likely that they are an FMA accredited provider. Uh, we also accredit a couple of the state specialty societies, uh, one of our county medical associations, and um, the blood system in Florida as well. So really, the, the idea there is that it's, it's a great collaboration that the FMA has the, really, the, I think, the privilege to offer to our, our members and all physicians in Florida. And um, a great way to sort of recognize um, whether or not it's a, a, an FMA accredited provider is to look for the, the FMA logo. There's a special accreditation logo that um, shows up on all of the promotional material for the activities that the FMA um, sponsors in partnership with our accredited providers. And so that's a great way to, to, to know if the FMA is involved. 
Well, that's great. Thank you for uh, for elaborating um, a little bit on that. So how does the FMA's CME uh, program support uh, our mission, which is helping physicians practice medicine? Great question, Tim. You know, I've heard you say over and over, really, that the FMA exists to make it easier and more satisfying for physicians to do what they really love best, which is practice medicine and take care of patients. And, you know, we're really here to provide tools, help them solve problems, and create, I think, really a, a, an improved or a better sense of community, uh, something that I think physicians kind of really miss, uh, especially right now with sort of the integration of, of medicine and what's happening. And, and really, that's just about a textbook definition of what CME is. Um, you know, I like to think of CME as a, a way to connect physicians with information, skills, strategies, and best practices so that they can address the dilemmas and the challenges and the opportunities that they encounter in their mission to heal patients. Um, and you know, I think that it's really one of the um, best tools that we have in our arsenal as the professional association uh, for physicians who are licensed in Florida to help them practice medicine and take care of their patients. Um, you know, it makes me proud. Um, you know, I know I'm a small part of, 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 of that endeavor that, you know, physicians um, sort of undertake every day. But, um, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's an honor. And I, I think we all feel that way at the FMA. Yes, we, we are really proud to be able to provide um, these, these kind of services to our members. Uh, and uh, we're proud of the quality of the programs that, uh, that we present as well. So what are the services that you think we should, uh, we should highlight uh, today? You know, Tim, I think it would be a good idea to highlight some of the advances that we have been working on over the last few years to make it easier and less expensive to access the continuing medical education that physicians need to maintain their Florida license. And now this primarily includes our online CME catalog which is available to physicians 24-7, and our live stream webinar services that we have recently implemented. Um, we're, I, I will say we're really lucky here at the FMA. We have a small but mighty team of IT experts, and they're really the driving force behind these new opportunities. So no longer is it the case that you know, our physicians, our members who want to attend our activities, they don't have to travel to a you know, some hotel in, you know, Orlando or Miami and sort of, you know, brave the freezing cold or the blazing hot ballroom anymore. They can, um, they simply need to, you know, sign into their FMA account from their home or their office computer, even their phone or their iPad, and visit our online CME catalog. Uh, we currently have over 100 online CME courses shared into our online catalog. And a, a few of them, like most of the mandatory CME courses, are completely free for members. And then most of the, the remainder of the courses that we have in our online catalog carry a discounted price for members. Um, so all physicians who are licensed in Florida actually have an FMA account. So it's really a snap to get in and start taking CME at the time that's most convenient for, the, you, know, for you as a physician. The only issue that a physician might experience is a little difficulty signing in for the first time. You know, it might be a password issue or Sometimes we'll have an old email address listed for a physician, but you know, no worries. All a physician needs to do is just shoot an email to membership at flmedical.org 
and we have a whole team of people kind of just ready, waiting to get emails like that, and we can get them set up in no time. Um, the other CME format that has really taken off lately is our live stream option. And, and basically, this is an option which allows a physician to stream a CME course from their own device on a specified day and time. But the really cool thing about this option is that we're able to provide a recording of the stream as part of the event for a limited number of days. So the learner can actually catch up on anything that they missed because maybe they had computer problems, they couldn't sign in, their internet got interrupted, or, or maybe they just had a you know, professional interruption. They had to step away for a few minutes or you know, go see patients or whatever. So this is, a, again, a great way to sort of skip travel and hotel costs. And at, at this point, almost every stream that we've offered so far have been completely free for FMA members. So it's a really great opportunity. And, you know, honestly, these formats, uh, the online CME, the streaming CME, have been really popular since the unfortunate arrival of the COVID-19 crisis. You know, it's been such a challenging year for physicians. So it feels good that we can provide something of value that makes it a little bit easier for physicians to, um, to stay current with their CME requirements, but not have to travel or you know, put themselves at risk or you know, go away from home. So it, it's, it, this, it's been a really um, interesting time to, to be doing CME. Well, one of the main things that we've tried to focus on is convenience. And along those lines, um, you know, one of the things that we uh, do for our members is we help them with the reporting of their CME. Uh, do you wanna talk a little bit about that service? Cause I think it's real important that physicians know that at the FMA, uh, if you take a, a uh, CME uh, class, uh, you know, that's going to be reported, so you don't have to worry about it. Tim, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It, it's so important. Um, again, it's just another piece of, you know, uh, paper, you know it's a documentation, uh, a burden, something that physicians have to worry about, that all of the CME that they need for renewal of their license is logged in the, the continuing education tracking system, CE Broker, um, that the Florida Department of Health uses. And you know, a lot of physicians tell us, you know, it's just one more thing uh, that they have to worry about. And so um, one of the opportunities that we have as a, an accredited CME provider here in Florida, and we also encourage all of our uh, providers that we accredit as well to report the credit for physicians who attend the activity. So after every activity that you um, uh, attend as a physician, whether that's an online course, a streaming course, an in-person course, um, all of that credit that you earn is reported to CE Broker. And, and it, the timing sort of depends, um, but it's usually always within about a week. The week would be kind of the outside. Sometimes it's reported as soon as the next day. Um, sometimes it's a couple of days. Sometimes with the streams, because we allow a little more time for physicians um, to turn in their online evaluation and claim credit form, it's about a week or so. But it's a great opportunity, um, and it, it, it just it, it eliminates the need for physicians to do yet another burdensome administrative task. Absolutely. Our, our goal is to make it easy for physicians and to really... Um, to help them out uh, any way we can. You know, you um, have been at the forefront really in the transformation of the FMA's um, CME uh, uh, program uh, and, and have been the leader 
you know, working with our IT team behind the scenes to be able to deliver uh, these services online so that physicians, you know, can can uh, have, it, have it at their fingertips, as you say, 24 seven. So, you know, fortunately we had that in place. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, continue to provide, you know, high level content and service as CME programs to our members. Um, and that was, you know, part of our strategic plan. Um, now we never, thought that we were going to have a pandemic, but but our goal was always to to make it easier for physicians to um, to get their CME. Uh, so as we look to the future, you know, what do you see the future looking like uh, for CME um, in Florida and across the country? It seems to me that the best value that we can provide to physicians in terms of our educational programming is choice, just giving them lots of different options so that they can decide what's the best option for them. So I, I think we will get back to some in-person CME as soon as you know the board and our executive staff deem that safe. I, I know that many physicians are, are, I think, missing the collegiality and sort of the collaborative nature of in-person CME. So I, I don't think that we'll ever discontinue that entirely. But as we, as we kind of do get back into in-person CME, I think what we're gonna be doing is creating more hybrid type opportunities where physicians can choose to attend in person or if they can stream from home, if that is better for them and their family. Um, I think we're also looking at opportunities to build out more online like leadership education, but still look for ways to provide an opportunity for sort of virtual collaboration and group activities to go along with the online offerings. So I think that's sort of the, the sweet spot where you, you give physicians uh, the ability to, you know, they don't have to travel, they can kind of do this on their own time, but yet we still want to build in opportunities for physicians to talk with each other and network and, you know, uh, brainstorm with experts. And so we want to make sure that we build that into it as well. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see, you know, what we're able to come up with you know, working in concert with our um, technology experts. And we've certainly got a few of those at the FMA. I, I think I, I would maybe just say, kind of tell one more story. And it's kind of what I hope that our CME programming can help with. Over the weekend, we had a record keeping course. And um, it's, it's a course that we've been doing for probably about 30 years. So it's a, it's a very well-established CME course. You know, a lot of uh, the, uh, the Department of Health, the boards know about it. And so, um, and it's usually um, a course where we only have, you know, four or five physicians sort of take it at one time because there's a lot of interactivity and collegiality. So um, we have transitioned the course to Zoom. And, and so we were online and this, this particular course over the weekend had you know, about three physicians. And um, one of the physicians that was on is an ER physician and we were you know, just talking a little bit and he was just you know, kind of letting us know how grateful he was that we had this course. He said, you know, I, I wanna learn as much as I can about you know, record keeping and how I can do things better. And you know, he kind of shared with us, you know, the, I've really, he was really has struggled with sort of the transition from paper records to EHR. And, and, he, and he said something that kind of struck me and it, he said, you know, when I first got into medicine, you know, however many years ago, 
it seemed like about, you know, 70% of my time I got to spend with patients, you know, taking care of patients, talking to patients, doing things that I love. And maybe about 30% of my time was spent, you know, record keeping and documentation and that kind of thing. And he said, you know, now it feels like it's reverse. And I, I feel like I spend so much of my time just, you know, record keeping and administrative work and only, you know, so I only get about 30% to really focus on the things that I love. And, and he said, so I just want to get better at this uh, record keeping so that I can spend more time with my patients. And, you know, it kind of made me feel sort of sad and happy and grateful all at one time because I thought, well, here's this, you know, this great physician. He's out there showing up every day, trying to do the best that he can do for his patients. And, but yet he's got, he just is burdened with all this, you know, paperwork. And I thought, you know, that's what CME is all about. And that's what the FMA is all about. You know, we're here to try to make things easier, uh, to give physicians um, you know, tools and information and strategies that will make it more, just more pleasurable, more satisfying to practice medicine. And that's what I think the future of our CME is gonna look like. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I know it's, uh, for all of us at the FMA, it's so gratifying when you hear from physicians who see uh, the work that we're doing on their behalf and appreciate it and and understand that we are here to help them, that that our goal is to make their lives easier. Uh, that's why they're members. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, you, you talked about the future and one of the things that we're looking at at the FMA is how we can incorporate, uh, uh, in addition to the traditional continuing medical education, more leadership development as well as professional development programs that will be part of our platform and i know that that you're working on that we're very excited hopefully uh 2021 we'll be able to debut that that platform and i'm, I'm confident that uh it will be as well received as everything else that you have done uh melissa so so thank you for joining us today this has been an enlightening discussion um certainly um continuing medical education isn't necessarily the, the the sexiest topic, but it's a topic that is important. And it's certainly a, a benefit, uh, one of the, as I said earlier, one of the um, best benefits of being a member of the FMA. So thank you, Melissa, for all that you do for the Doctors of Florida. And, and again, thank you for, for being with us here today. Thank you, Tim, it's been my pleasure. Florida Medical Association, helping physicians practice medicine.